Hey, thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I am reading the news. We're talking about weird crap that we found on the internet, plus ghosting. Have you ever been ghosted? Have you ever ghosted? Well, we talk about it and we do some admitting. This plus our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I'm in pajama pants in public. Paula? Extraordinarily drunk and there's got to be a crap ton of lube. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 362. Ugh! Ugh! We are Sisters Who Podcast. Yes! (laughs) Okay, so I'm watching this show. It's called What We Do in the Shadows, and it's a a dark comedy about vampires, and it's really damn funny. It's not if you're out. You and vampires, jeez. I love vampires. I am not obsessed, but I love any any kind of entertainment that's vampire related. I have my whole life, by the way. My whole life, I've been just consumed with vampires and media and stuff. I just think it's amazing. I don't know why. I don't know. It's a weird thing. You should like go goth and wear like black lipstick and vampires this year for Halloween. That'd be hilarious. But no, I'll be a sexy vampire. I don't know which. I don't know who yet. But Aren't anyway, all vampires sexy? To some degree, yes. I do think that. I, maybe it's the immortality or the ability to heal without, you know, without having to go to the doctor. I don't know. They can do that? Yes. Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about vampires. I just That's thought, all right. I thought they sucked blood and that was about it. They feed, yes. But anyway, so I'm watching this show, What We Do in the Shadows, and it's very funny to me. And... <laughs> the guy one of the guys has a guard he likes to garden he likes to do topiaries okay so it's it's a vulva garden wow and so it's all these bushes mm-hmm. he's like you know what they say he, he goes i think beethoven said it those bushes aren't going to trim themselves and so he goes in and he's got all these vulvas it's hilarious my vulva garden do they all look the same or no no that's the thing he goes i call this one vanessa and here my piece de la resistance mother (laughs) it's so funny god it's really funny anyway no, it sounds funny i just can't imagine topiary vaginas or vulvas or you know how i feel about that word but yes i know vulva mulva god, yeah yes. mulva. <laughs> that's right <laughs> dolores dolores oh dolores <laughs> of course god that's that a doesn't episode. even sound like clitoris no clitoris okay. is it clitoris well, it's clitoris but people say clitoris who says that i don't know i don't I've never heard a guy say, you know, I want to lick your clitoris. If you said that, I'd be like, what? I'm like, you don't even know what that is. You want to drive my Ford Taurus? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a Ford Taurus. Get your tongue away from there. You don't even know what that is. Get out of there. Just get the hell out of there. (laughs) Right? God, that's so funny. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) Anyway, the other day you had posted something about struggling to go uphill and being out of breath. What was that post that you did? Oh, it says, have you ever tried to breathe quietly as you're going uphill so others don't know that you're dying or something like that? I had completely forgotten that you had posted that meme until I posted it last night. I went, didn't I just read this somewhere? Yeah, I didn't say anything. I'm just like, that's okay. I'm sure I've posted the same meme like 15 times because I can't remember anything. 
it was like after midnight. I couldn't fall asleep. And so I don't know. But anyway, it made me laugh because I told you, I said, remind me to tell you about the time that Daryl thought I was legit struggling with my health. <laughs> so we went to go see a band. This was like two years ago. And it was at the Berkeley Theater. Now, in Berkeley, California, it's the Greek. It's iconic. It's amazing. I mean, some of the best bands ever have performed there. And so we were going to see. Don't they have a lot of grass up there? Oh, no, I mean, when I say. <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like it's outdoors, isn't it? The Greek is outdoors and it's it's behind the school. So I'd never been. Daryl had never been. So we went. And, and so we had parked up on a hill so you have to walk down to the theater. And it was fine. I'm like, God, this is going to be fun getting back. And I go, I maybe, you know what? We're probably going the back way. I'm sure there's an easier route, but let's just go. So we go, have a great time. We're headed back. And we see everybody who parked by us migrating up this side place going up. I go, oh, that must be the way. So we go up, Paula. Literally, it was so steep that my feet were bent, but at the ankle, uh, I mean, like it was really steep. What kind of shoes were you wearing? Well, that's the thing. I wasn't wearing anything that would necessitate mountain climbing. I was wearing like maybe my converse. Oh, you're lucky because I usually wear stilettos like every time I go out. Oh, no. You first of all, you don't wear stilettos in Berkeley. Okay. (laughs) First of all, or I actually what what I really recall is I believe I was wearing sandals. I was because it was hot. It was in the summer. Like how far were you from the car? (sighs) Oh, probably a half a mile. Couldn't you just get an Uber? No, it was they weren't allowing Ubers to pull up because of for safety reasons. God, it was Paula. It, it is a very small area. You know what very I would have done? Small area. I would have been like, I'm going to stay here. You go get the car and then come back and pick me up. I would tell you that, but there was nowhere they weren't. It, the road was closed because there were so many people. It's like a side street where Berkeley is. It's in the school. It's not like you can just bl- plow in and just pick up someone and take off. It's not an easy place to get to, period. Oh God. It's all walking, all of it. Everyone walks. And so we're going up this hill. And I said, OK, listen, I do cardio daily. I can do this. That's I'm different a, than cardio. That's like weight training. I am on an elliptical. I do the advanced level inc- inclines. I can kick. I can kick this mountain's ass. So we're going up the hill, and suddenly, and Daryl's way ahead of me, which makes me angry. <laughs> okay, because, Mr. Cholesterol. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> makes me angry. The man who has a sciatica problem. <laughs> Ankle oh, he issues. Was, he was probably on drugs. Well, we had had some beer, but that oh, okay. wasn't. I don't think that was it. But he, you know, men—they are not going to look weak ever. So he will—he will die before he will act like this is hard. So, God. but me. So I'm doing the thing where I'm trying not to pant real hard because <laughs> at this point, I would say 50 feet in, I'm like, oh my god, I think I'm going to die. Did like, you have any is... wetness in your mouth, or was your tongue just flopping around oh, no. like a snake in the? Dirt. It looked it looked like Jabba the Hutt's mouth. There was nothing going on. My tongue I hate that. was over. It was done. And so I'm going up in these sandals. And then, of course, there's these youths who are just plodding up like it's no big thing. <laughs> but they also go to the school. So at some point, I'm going up and I just give up. And I say, 
I can't, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I need to take a break. And he goes, are you all right? I'm like, I'm going to be fine, but I just need a minute. So I'm standing there, si- literally can practically rest my arm on the concrete. It's so steep. Oh my and I'm like, God. I just need a minute. And so I start panting hard and I'm like in pain and I'm like, I can't do it. I, I'm like, what are we going to do? I'm stuck here. He's like, you can't do it. I'm like, no, fuck this. I can do it. So I'm plotting up. I started getting lightheaded. I was really struggling and oh I have never gosh, felt like Jamie. that in my life. In my life, I've never felt like that. I'm like, what's going on? I go, I think that there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I wonder if you weren't like taking enough breaths. I don't know. I could have been, de- I could have definitely, um, what's that word? Not dehydrated, but a hyper, what's that thing where you can't oh, breathe? Oh, hyperventilating. I think I was hyperventilating because I was, maybe I was you were taking- having an anxiety attack. Well, that's possible. But anyway, I mean, we made maybe it you were so afraid you weren't going to make it that you started panicking. <laughs> it's possible. I'm like, this is what happens to people when they crash. They just get stuck on a mountain. They're like, leave me behind because I can't, I can't make it. That's before not Before you me. know it, someone ate your thigh. Right. Suddenly I've got something feeding on me because I can't <laughs> make it up the hill. I'm like, no, that's not me. And, you know, my brain is just like, what are you, what the fuck are you doing? Get up the goddamn hill. So I got up and everything was fine, but I was mortified at myself. I was embarrassed i wouldn't be embarrassed. i'd just be grateful <laughs> well finally i got in he's like do you need some water are you all right like he was really concerned i'm like i'm fine because <laughs> i was mad i was of course so your mad. ego won't let you admit that you know i need a gallon of water <laughs> anyway i was just i wanted to tell you and i'm like it's the it's the most out of shape i've ever felt in my life ever and i i remember that and decided to up my exercise because i said this can't happen again remember when we went to vegas we almost died (laughs) i said can't we take an uber and you're just like we're at the front of the building they can't drive you you know like to the door (laughs) yeah (laughs) you gotta walk to the door but i'm like it's like a half a mile like those buildings are so big it takes freaking forever especially at the freaking bellagio you gotta walk all the way around those damn fountains you know what speaking of bellagio i will never stay there there were so many goddamn children. Yeah, really. I couldn't even. I'm like, why? Why are there so many people here with, with small children with strollers and crap? There's nothing like, to why do. Why would you do that? There's nothing, to, there's nothing for kids to do there. If you go with children to Vegas, you're literally saying, let's spend $1,000 to keep them occupied so that we can go gamble. The only thing I can think of is like if there's a wedding or something that you have to go to. Well, that's different. And I did I did preface that. I'm like, well, these all these people can't possibly be here for a wedding but I mean I guess it's possible but it's just not kid friendly and I don't understand why you would do it and you know the people I hate the most is when you're out at like two in the morning and you see someone pushing a stroller I hate that so bad oh my god I'm like that baby needs to be in a bed what are you doing that's how I felt actually at Disneyland because we stayed that we closed the park down but you know my kids Mm -hmm. are older I mean I think when we went Ryan was like 11 and yes. Olivia was like seven. I mean, she was still young, but I mean, she can stay up till midnight. It's not going to oh, yeah. kill her. But no. there would be people there and they're like, you know, three year olds are like sobbing and still yes. walk and still walking. No. And I'm just like, pick that child up and put it in bed. Jesus. The, the very last time we were at Disneyland in February for the cheer competition. And so we had one night left and we decided to close the park down with our daughter. We were leaving to go home to our back to our room. It was like 1045. I think it closed at midnight and we're like, we're done. You know, we Mm -hmm. wanted to go get a cocktail and they have a really cool bar there. So we were headed back 
Daryl and I, and people were coming on the monorail. We were getting off. People were getting on. Some family who had obviously had 15 and 16 year old kids and they had a little one, like a two or three year old. Yeah. They get off the monorail and they pull the stroller out and the kid was dead asleep and then started waking up and crying. And I'm like, mm. why? You can't just, can someone not sacrifice exactly. two hours to exactly. just be in the room? Like, really? It is not worth it. No. I can tell you now, you're getting your money's worth because you made it. And that's all there is to it. Anyways. Okay, so there's been some really weird shit in the news lately, and I wanted to talk to you about it because I don't, you and I hadn't really talked about it. Mm -hmm. The first thing, now this thing comes from China. It is the Chinese automatic sperm collector. I saw that. Okay, here's what's really interesting is it has been around since like 2014. This is not a new product. It's just suddenly someone got wind of it on YouTube or something and started to share it, and so... A Chinese hospital in Nanjing has created a hands-free automatic sperm collector called the SW3701. <laughs> Basically, a massage pipe protrudes and retracts after the user has gotten himself into a position and the machine keeps going until it has collected the sperm. The height is adjustable and the user even gets to choose the frequency, amplitude, and temperature. There's even a screen to provide visual stimulation, which is probably needed to help you forget that you're currently being filleted by a machine like a cow being milked. It kind of reminds me like when you're looking at an engine and it's kind of like the the pistons popping up and down. Yes, yes. That's Which, exactly what it says. When I saw that, I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, I don't know too many men that would be willing to put their dick in that because it, well, it looks a little dangerous. According to the director of the urology department of the hospital that created this machine, it's designed to help individuals that are finding it difficult to retrieve sperm the old-fashioned way. Just jerking off. Right. The device isn't all that new and has been in place a couple of years, but it has been making the rounds on social media. And this article is from four years ago. So this thing's been around for almost a decade. And then, of course, the writer said, I really hope there's some sort of hygiene procedures involved, like a disposable insert for the massage pipe, the massage pipe. And it says, with such a booming population, does China really need more sperm? Well, don't they have, like, (laughs) rules about, you know, how many kids they can have there and, like, how many girls and all that stuff? I believe that has been lifted, from what I understand, but I'm not quite sure. So I did see the machine, and I... I watched the the thing go in and out. I saw that it had adjustable knobs to adjust for like tightness and uh, speed. And then it even said something about a light. And I'm just like, what Mm. vaginas light up? I don't know any vaginas that light up. I would like to know whose magic vagina does that. Unless guys like to see their penises. Oh, men love to see their penis. You know that. They like to watch it go in and out or something. Do you know how many many men do you know love to watch their penis be inserted and go? I mean, that's kind of a common thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think they probably do look at it. Yeah. I would imagine. I know. I think it's pretty common. I think they're pretty much looking looking at the whole thing men are super visual i don't know i didn't realize yeah i guess they are turned on by their own penis that's weird they are well of course but you know if you don't have a hang-up some women like to see their own vaginas too so you know Ugh. potato potato but apparently the <laughs> this guy no matter how bad your job is at least you're not the technician who has to fix it when it becomes clogged oh gross <laughs> Speaking of sucking, I saw this little blurb and I can't really, I don't really know much more than the the basic headlines. Kristen Cavallari, do you know who she is? (laughs) 
I did read this this morning. Okay, she's from the hills, and now she has very cavalry. She ha- she needs to gain some fucking weight. She weighs like 85 pounds soaking wet. That girl has nothing left to her. She's married to Jake Cutler, who was a professional football player for the Chicago Bears for a, for a time. I think the she Jets. She probably crushes her. Uh, yeah, and he's big. He's Well, he's a football player. I mean, ex, of course. But anyway, she's had two children, I think. And she claimed that when her milk ducts got clogged, which is very common when you breastfeed, he sucked her nipples so hard that they unclogged. And I thought twofold. One, totally appreciate the effort because it's better than going to the doctor or doing the massage or the hot packs and all that garbage. But how gross must what the what stuff came into his mouth when he unplugged it? You know what I mean? You know, it's like whiteheads. When I breastfed Ryan for the short Mm -hmm. period of time that I did, I never had any issues. I breastfed Olivia exclusively for quite a while. And I think I only had a problem once with my right side. It just became a little red in a spot. And so I just did like the warm cloth, but kept nursing as normal. Yeah. And it just worked itself out. So... I don't know that heroic efforts were necessary, but... (laughs) You would call sucking someone's nipples so hard to unplug it a a heroic effort? I don't know. I mean, babies suck pretty (laughs) damn hard. I'm just saying. I know. I I don't know that a man could suck much harder than a baby. Yeah, well, I'm sure they would love to try. Of course (laughs) they would. Guys are sick, but... And in, in any ways, when you're breastfeeding and you have sex, they get milk in their mouth anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you say, you know, tits are off the don't table. Touch right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I yeah. didn't, but. No, no, I'll, nothing's off the table if I'm in the mood, except for anal. That's always off the table, except for. And so birthdays for, and anniversaries. <laughs> no, I say birthdays and Christmas and I have to be extraordinarily drunk and there's got to be a crap ton of lube. <laughs> okay. So the other thing I wanted to tell you about was there's a reboot of what used to be our very favorite show, What Not to Wear. Oh, really? With Stacey London and uh, what the heck was his name? It doesn't say if Stacey or Clinton is coming back. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, it was Clinton. He and Stacey had some kind of falling out. Oh, did they? Yeah, and we're going to talk about this in a minute. She ghosted him. Shut up. Hardcore. Whoa. So uh, it'll be, and and he has no idea why, literally. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yes, we are. So I'm excited about the what not to wear returning because honestly, my favorite part was the hairstylists because they always wanted to cut the women's hair short. Always. Mm -hmm. And remember when the women would be like, I don't care what you do. Do not cut cut my my hair hair short. (laughs) And they always did anyway. And then the women were like, well, everything is great, except I have no hair and I hate my life. And then the hosts are like, well, you look amazing. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. I'm out. I mean, it happened more often than not. It was like um, trading spaces oh, where God. the people were like, oh, my God, there is that fur on my wall? Right. Are those records? Exactly. <laughs> you stapled all of my husband's records on the wall? On the ceiling? Why would you do that? God. <laughs> Just- I can think of a friend that would probably have a heart attack on the spot. He, oh, he would walk out. He'd be like, and I'm suing you, and I'm suing everyone. He's like, is this, some kind, is this some kind of joke? 
Am I being punked? It's like, I can't even imagine. I can't. Here's an old fashioned bar for you. It's like, no, I found Darlene. I'm going ape shit. I'd be like, where's Darlene? Tell me now. Just tell me now. We turned oh her into God. our curio cabinet. No. I know, right? Just start slapping his face. Wake up, wake up. If you've ever wanted to see a conniption, that would be it. That would be the ultimate. Oh, my God. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope that Stacey and Clinton return. But if not, Clinton for sure. But, you know, my guess is they're going to bring a young, hip lady in. They're going to bring a woman yeah, in. Yeah, Stacey's old. Well, she is. But she also, she's kind of doing something completely different. And she's very New York. Yes. It would not be a surprise to me if they brought someone in a little more West Coast, a little younger, because... Styles have changed dramatically since the early 90s. So, I mean, it's just going to be a whole new... I think it's going to be great, personally. Well, if you're a fashion so, designer, you have to stay current with all that stuff. Because, exactly. you know, it doesn't... Or just a stylist in general. You if have you want to be relevant. Yeah. I just think it would be cool to get a little more of a West Coast vibe because they were very East Coast. So it'd be kind of cool to see them go to a different air- location and and keep in mind the styles of what's more on this side. Yeah, so we'll not, see. Not I'm everything, to Not everything is a dark suit. So Not everything has to be smart. With a kitten heel or flat. A kitten heel with a red lip. Yes, there's other (laughs) things. Okay, so finally we want to talk about this briefly. Because we've never really talked about it before. And we all, we I think everybody in this day and age, modern day, has experienced some form of ghosting. I'll read the definition in case people don't know what it is. Um, Urban Dictionary says ghosting is when a person cuts off all communication with their friends or the person that they're dating with zero warning or notice beforehand. You'll Mm -hmm. mostly see them avoiding friends, phone calls, social media, and avoiding them in public. I haven't seen (laughs) Tom in three months. I think he may be ghosting me. Right. Ghosting is basically rejection, but with no closure. So a long time ago, I had... I started reading about ghosting because in my own personal experience, I have ghosted people, but oh, it was have? before. So yeah, because, but it was before social media back in the old days when there was no cell phones or smartphones or Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. Ghosting someone just meant, you know, done and done. And it usually was, you know, one night stands or, you know, whatever, a hookup. And then you just never call, you know, you just never take their call again. And people would get the hint and be like, all right, well, you know, it was great and it's over. Right. Mm -hmm. But now we're so connected on so many things. We're literally available to other people 24 hours a day. There is no break. Like there is no way to just take a break and then just never go back, especially with dating. I think what you're referring to, like one night stands and things, I think that's different. I think not when they call me. I think with (laughs) ghosting, there's like an actual connection. Like they even refer to friendships. Like you actually are friends with someone and then you just completely cut off all contact with them for whatever reason. That is another experience that I have. Interestingly, uh, somebody I was friends with for almost 30 years, we both ghosted each other at the same time. Literally. We stopped talking for nine months and then I was good with it because I'm like, okay, good. We're just going to fade out. That way, if anything changes, we can just read. We can reconnect with no hard feelings And she sent me a vicious letter because she needed closure. And she blamed me for the ghosting, even though she hadn't reached out to me either 
in nine months. Like neither one of us had. And I'm like, I felt like we had a meeting of the minds subconsciously. And we both agreed that we had grown and moved on and that we didn't, you know, we wished each other well. And that was that. But no, she had to come out and say, basically, you're a terrible person. And I don't know who you are anymore. And fuck you and and ended it. And she had she had to have closure. Which I respect. I respect people who need closure. I just didn't realize that that we needed closure. And she did. Because she never reached out and told me. So I do, I mean, if I'm being honest, yes, I have ghosted people. Absolutely. And probably if you think about it long enough, you probably have done the same thing. But it's funny because this was, when this was all going down Mm -hmm. and she sent me that letter, I started reading up about ghosting because it's a new term, but I think people have been doing it forever. I don't think this is a new phenomenon. I mean, it's relatively new, like within the last five years, I would say. In my mind, ghosting is lazy in especially when you're dealing with a relationship that's intimate whether it's a friendship or a lover it's a lazy way to avoid hurting someone to their face mm-hmm. or avoiding confrontations the ultimate avoidance of confrontation so what i in this article that i read it says why do people ghost and so they asked like five people why they did it and the common yeah. thread with all five people is it was basically fear yes because they were afraid of either their own feelings like they didn't know how they felt about the situation they didn't know if they were ready for what was going on you know they were afraid of hurting the other person and so they basically just dodged the whole situation because they just didn't know how to deal with it right it's it's completely selfish one Yeah. yeah because you're hurting the other person regardless Mm-hmm. And two, it's kind of creating a pattern of your for yourself because you're not learning anything, I guess, about yes. how to have a healthy relationship. I mean, at least that's what I think, because yeah. I think if you've done it more than once, you're it's it's a pattern. And well, it's a way to end something that you don't want to go through the messy interaction to end. You know, it's funny, though, because it does it does transcend over other in other aspects like you had an interview and you thought it went really great and she said let's meet for coffee i'll call you by friday and she never called and she you reached out and she never again. responded full on ghosted you and i was reading an article that a friend of ours wrote about the thank you note and how some people were saying i have literally this is and this is a new thing it's like i've literally been on great interviews Thinking and they, them saying they'll reach out and let me know. And then I never hear from them again ever. And and it's just, it's like a mentality. Especially being in the HR field. I, if there's someone that came in for an in-person interview, I always follow up because I hate not knowing. Yeah, you need when closure. I've had an interview. Yeah, I mean, and that's the biggest piece is, is you know, the other the article mentioned how does it feel to be ghosted and that's when i said you know it's traumatic for people you you feel like you've been played a fool it's just you've been disrespected a lot of people express that it's maddening mostly because you have no idea what you did you have no idea or if you did anything that's the whole part i mean a lot of people take self-blame because they just assume something that they did Mm -hmm. but you know, who's to say? They don't know. They can't really figure out what happened. The one thing that I always that I take from it, I 
just feel like you get to decide what happened. If no one's going to give you or offer you an explanation like an adult, then I get to decide what happened. And most mostly they died or they were uh, married and didn't want to say anything or, you know, who knows what. But it, it, to me, it's always the, the lie is always on the other side. It wasn't anything I did because... I mean, I was just living my best life and they were either not being honest. And that's usually, I think, what it is. So I had read many stories about people who have been ghosted by others, friends or lovers, even a married guy where he literally left. They'd been married for 16 years. He left to take a call and never came back. Gone. Wow. Just left. And that's a severe case. But most of them are like this one time this woman was friends with a guy and she's like we were supposed to go see a movie together and it was something we'd been planning for a while and obviously we were texting and whatever he never came an hour came and went and i texted him he didn't respond six hours later she goes i was ready to be the psycho girlfriend and drive to his house because Mm -hmm. i thought maybe something bad happened to him he showed up at my door and i said hey what happened i'm so sorry is everything okay he stared at me turned around walked away got in his car never heard from him again blocked her on everything and no explanation that is so strange and she has no idea why he literally wouldn't even speak to her he just showed up to show that he wasn't dead and then walked away got in his car and never looked back and now if that happened to me i would definitely think well did he find out something about me that made him disgusted or did something happen and i wasn't aware of it or whatever but it doesn't even matter it's his problem and now you get to decide why And that's a lot of that's a big burden, especially when you care about somebody. You know, sometimes when people have been ghosted, like Mm -hmm. they start to get really concerned because they're just like, oh, my God, what if they got in a car accident or what if they, you know, of course, or something like this or that. And so they start panicking because they're just like, Mm -hmm. what if something really bad happened to them? Yes. And that's and that's the problem is is that you just they're not even giving you the opportunity not not even like trying to get back together or anything like that. They're just not even giving you the opportunity to you know be a polite good individual to try and make things right that is ghosting that is exactly what that is i just when did people start to be you know i know when when it was super easy to meet people online when you have tinder and bumble or whatever they're called or tin uh what's the other one there's a tinder bumble and there's another one Anyway, when you can literally scroll through and meet people online, literally through your phone and send somebody a text and go, hey, you want to meet up? And you do. There's no like early on like meeting, like meeting of the eye and like, hey, how are you? And, you know, what are you doing here? Oh, we're ordering the same sandwich. How bizarre or whatever. Like there's no initial physical meeting when you literally are looking at someone's face going yeah i could fuck her and then just and then you go meet at a bar and then you immediately go off and have sex like that's what it's it's so efficient now as far as getting laid there's no intimacy there's nothing built it's just two people and by the way there's nothing wrong with that but it someone always gets feelings you know what i mean but i mean these these are real relationships some of them yes i mean most of them early on too though i mean if you think about it they're all super early on and there's a whole new group of people and it doesn't really matter their age there's a whole new group of people who conduct all of their social business online or through apps or whatever or on their computer so they have not created any kind of skill that requires them to be confrontational with someone in their physical presence they do everything online 
I can't even imagine it for the most part. I've always offered someone closure or it just ended. You know what I mean? But there are people who just literally have no ability and wouldn't even know where to begin to be physically confrontational whether and I don't mean like angrily I just mean in general yeah offering someone the ability to say hey like I read a story the other day and I thought how difficult this would be except because it was it wasn't ghosting but kind of these two girls were had been best friends for 15 or 16 years they were adults whatever her friend asked to meet her they met on a street corner to go into a coffee a cafe or a coffee shop and the girl said and she started to cry and she's like I don't want to be your friend anymore and why? she's like, we're, they were like BFFs. And she's like, I don't understand why. She goes, I can't really talk about it, but I just don't want to be your friend anymore. And she started to cry and she left and never heard from her again. And, and she never found out why she couldn't talk about it. It was, She didn't say I can't talk about it. She goes, I don't want to talk about it. And, and she, she never just, found out what that reason was. Nope. But it required the other girl to have a lot of self-reflection and to figure out what happened with the relationship. And that's hard to do. It would have been a whole lot easier for the other girl to just ghost her and never talk to her again. But at least she offered her something. You know what I mean? At least she gave her anything. That's the thing with ghosting is that these people don't even offer you anything. They don't have any desire to upset you or to lie or to do anything. It's a reflection on them. And although it's really hard, it isn't you. Even if it was you, they had the responsibility to tell you. And they don't. So then it becomes about them. Yeah, that's true, I guess. So it's just it's just a weird it's a weird new way of ending relationships. And I mean, it's it's by no means, in my opinion, acceptable. But it's awful. I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, fading out like my experience fading out. That wasn't to me wasn't ghosting to me. That was just a demise of a long relationship. And that happens all the Mm -hmm. time. But something like okay, I guess we'll see each other on Friday and then nothing for for forever. (laughs) I mean, that is ghosting. That is a ghosting thing. I don't, and I don't understand it. I don't get the concept to me. It feels very lazy and immature. Something that a kid would do, not a man, a grown-ass man or a grown-ass woman. It's just not. And then I read one article where she's like, I was dating someone for a few months and she goes, we literally ghosted each other at the same time. We don't even know. I mean, if we if you were to ask, neither one of us would know who ghosted each other first. She goes, and this is an awkward moment, by the way. She said, I hurt my foot and I was on crutches and I had a cast on and I was at the I was at the train station or like the the Met or whatever, Uh the Metro. And I saw him on the platform. She goes, and I'm sure he saw me. And so we were trying to just ignore the fact that we were both on the same platform. We get on the the Met together. We get off on the same stop and we have to walk by each other, pass each other by. Why are they going to pretend like they don't know each other? They go because they ghosted each other. And she goes. And so she goes, it was we so we walk by each other. We both look each other in the eye with this like, oh, my freaking God, like like I thought I'd never see you again. And we just keep walking. She goes, it was the most uncomfortable 30 minutes of my life and I will never forget it. I think so. that is so immature. Like, it is immature. I find that absolutely immature. I would have been like, hey, what's up? You know, hey, I just like hope your life's you know, going great. <laughs> break the silence, and you know, I mean, it's it's so immature. Like, what? Yes. Literally, you guys are going to sit there and pretend like you didn't know each other, know each other, and you didn't have some sort of relationship. 
And it's just like, okay, yeah, you guys ghosted each other. You both know that. You both know right. you were assholes. And so now you're running into each other. And so you're just going to pretend like, you know, we're, we're still not going to mm-hmm. talk. I mean, yeah. that's dumb. I know. <laughs> It is dumb. I know. I, I would have just like rolled my eyes and smiled and been like, sup, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. So what are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> A ghost. <laughs> A ghost. <laughs> hey, we're going to be ghosts for Halloween? Yeah, I know. I would have, well, I would have cracked some kind of funny joke. Of course I would have. I never would have been able to just do to it. Just to break the straight. silence, you know? And I'd be like, hey, look, awkward silence again. I'd be like, well, <laughs> yeah, so this weird. is comfortable for me. How about you? <laughs> oh, I'm having a great, I'm hobbling around. I'm at my best. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> I'm in pajama pants in public. On in front crutches. of the guy that I ghosted. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, all right. Well, don't ghost people. Take a class. Read a book. Figure it out. Give some. Be a know, man. Give, be a woman. You just know. Give 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 people the opportunity to process because you just leaving it up in the air like that is it's just not cool. And I know it's normal, but I don't give a shit. I wouldn't. I don't raise my family to treat people with with that no. little respect. Have some manners for crying out loud. I don't know how your parents raised you, but I mean, <laughs> you know. Just man up or woman up and just yeah. grab it by the balls and say, I'm sorry, but I don't want to see you anymore. Well, it, you're, yeah, a, thing- you're a nice person. And if you're too scared to do it in person, then text if you have to. Or just say, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't want to see you anymore. It's not you. It's me. And then that's all you have to say. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, if, you know, that line works or not, everybody knows it doesn't, but it doesn't work, but whatever. You know what? It's, it's just a, it's just a bad thing that's come out of all of the digital connections, the social, you know, world on that same line. And we really need to do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. <laughs> a friend that I had been friends with for a really long time. I, I mean, I've socialized with her and stuff like that. She has gone off the deep end. She has fully been consumed by the deep dark interwebs she believes that vaccines are bad oh god she believes that there are chemtrails she believes that people are actively worshiping the devil and trying to steer people away from the light hardcore deep shit like full-on conspiracy theorist and i don't know when that happened like i i I don't i don't remember seeing the transition she has just really gone deep into a world that I can't understand. And it's yeah. crazy to see it. It's so crazy to watch it. And I'm like, there's nothing you can say to her. She then just says, well, I choose the light. I choose the light. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's kind of upsetting. It was ve- it's very upsetting. But what's concerning me is like what ha- like what happened? Like what triggered her to go there? versus just kind of living you know with an op- i mean an open mind is one thing but this is not an open mind no person this is anymore. like very extreme it's an extreme level maybe she's suffering from some sort of a illness Mental? or yeah i'm kind of wondering or if maybe she had some sort of a catastrophic event in her maybe. life that yeah that usually does that's i mean i don't know much about people that are like that. she considers herself a truther whatever that is i, I don't, don't know, know what, what that is i don't know what a truther is but anyway it's it's alarming and i feel like i want to say i want to reach out to her but i don't think it's going to matter and it, and based on her page on her social media pages she has a lot of people who have tried to reach her 
Like, this is not someone who they're neglecting, but it's clear she's on a path and no one can stop it. It's mostly up to her family to... Yeah, to try and reach her. And there's, you know, friends can only do so much, but family is really the ones that have to take care of their own. Right. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's alarming. Okay, so let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Olivia from school I try and park like right in front of where she gets out of school but in order to do that I I have to get to the school like 40 minutes before she gets out I was there and I was parked like by the playground kind of in front of the school Mm -hmm. and so the little kids were outside playing ball and all that kind of stuff and so I was sitting in my car because like I said I have to get there like 40 minutes before yeah I was in my car I had the windows like down halfway and I was you know listening to music playing on my phone just totally chilling had my leg up and then all of a sudden I hear this um excuse me ma'am and I was just I like startled me and I looked out my window and there was this lady standing there I'm like Mm. uh yeah because you know you know how much we love to talk to people (sighs) yes uh, she's like, um, one of the kids threw a ball over the fence and it uh, landed under your car. She's like, oh. it's, she's like, it's right by your tire. I'm like, oh, okay. And so <laughs> I got out of my car. I looked under my tire and there was, you know, a little bouncy ball thing under mm-hmm. my tire. So I'm like, okay. So I grabbed it. I started to walk towards the fence and then I threw it really hard. <laughs> and <laughs> it hit the fence. <laughs> Oh, God. And then it bounced back and rolled into the street. <laughs> oh, God. And so I had to run after it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm not the only one that gets there early because there's, yeah. you know, many people that get there early so they can park right up front. Sure. So I'm sure everyone in their car is watching this, you know, <sighs> shenanigan. And she, so she's yeah. like, oh, my. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> she's funny. standing out there watching me do all this. And so I, <sighs> I grabbed the ball and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I just like, I'm, so I I'm went not, back and I literally not... like walked to the fence and like pushed it over to the side, like oh, over the fence. No. I'm not going to throw it again. <laughs> so, that is so funny. Yeah. There was a little girl on the other side waiting for it. I'm like, here you go. She's like, excuse me, miss. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. At your so. leisure. Not not gonna throw a ball again in front of everyone. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. Exactly. And I told Olivia, I said, I had my ugly and awkward moment at your school today, and she just looked at me with a stone face. She's like, Oh my god, what did you do? <laughs> did everyone know you're my mother? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that that's actually quite good. Mine was, my son is coming to stay for a few months. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting the bedroom that he's staying in ready. It needed to be painted and we needed to clean the carpets and all that stuff. So we rented a carpet cleaner. Now, normally, the last two times, we have paid a service to come and clean our carpets. But the okay. second time they came, they were terrible. And, you know, me, I have to control everything. And so I said, go get a carpet cleaner and I'm going to do it myself because I know I can do it better. So Daryl goes and runs a carpet cleaner, gets the Bissell, and we get it all set up. And, and he goes, you got it? And I'm like, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I've cleaned a million carpets in my life. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I even said, I even said, I can do this for a living. <laughs> okay. So I get it all taken apart. I get the, the soap and everything in. 
and I'm doing it and I'm cleaning and I'm like, oh, look at it. Look, it's so clean. Now, carpet cleaners are vacuums too because that's how they suck up all the moisture and the soap and everything. Right. So I'm going and I'm like, this doesn't feel like it's working right. And so I'm like, huh. So I keep going. I'm like, well, it's vacuuming for sure. But and I'm like, in the, and I'm looking at the tank. I'm like, well, the water's dirty, but I don't understand. Paula, 30 minutes. I took the thing apart. I'm looking and I'm like, I don't understand why it's not working. I don't know if you know how a carpet cleaner works. Apparently, I had forgotten. You put the water in there, right? I put the water and the soap in the empty bin, not in the actual machine. So you didn't read the instructions when you got it. And I had completely forgotten how you pour the water and the soap into the little grate until it fills up to a certain point. And then the big white bucket part is empty and you empty it with the dirty water. So I had I had completely done it wrong, and I sat up there for almost an hour wondering why the hell this thing wasn't working right. I was angry. I was I was this close to getting ready to tell Daryl to send this thing back. It's broken. <laughs> and I said, well, I think I've successfully proven that I cannot do this for a living since oh, I don't even know how to use it. You should have just called Stanley Steamer. <sighs> Next time. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's actually really fun to do. I wouldn't do it for a living, though. Fun? But I, yeah, because watching all the dirt come up is really, it's really satisfying. God, what's wrong with you? I don't know. You know, it's really fun coming home on a Friday (laughs) afternoon after you've worked and seeing your house clean and the check gone that you wrote to your housekeeper or your house cleaner or whatever they call them. I don't know. That's fun for me. (laughs) You walk in and go, (sighs) everything's so clean. I think that's a wrap, though. (laughs) Yeah, I do, too. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, We appreciate your patronage. If you go to UglyTruth.com and click on the Amazon button, uh, again, a reminder, Easter is coming up. Go and get your Easter stuff, your Easter dresses last minute for your little girls or little boys or whatever it is that you do. While you're at it, go to LipAndClip.com, get your makeup, and you'll be Easter ready for the bunny. Other than that, have a fabulous week, and we will see you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.